When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast. I'm your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake Guichet, and I'm so pumped to be bringing you season two of this show, packed full of more people telling incredible stories of who God is and what he's done. Today, I'm chatting with Taylor Kaiser, author of Eat the Cookie, The Imperfectionist's Guide to Food, Faith, and Fitness. And we're talking all about the weird balance of grace and self-control in our relationships with our bodies and food and how God is with us in all of it. Taylor, hey, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. So to get us started, as always, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I am the food blogger at the website www.foodfaithfitness.com. It is a website about food, faith, and fitness, hence the name, but it is mostly food. Um, So that's kind of like where I'm at now, what I do, but that's not the most important part of the story. It really is if we go way back, um, way, way back to almost 20 years ago. Um, I actually had an eating disorder when I was 13, so pretty young. I was in the hospital, told I was going to die, a whole lot of not good things, Um, and obviously I recovered because I'm here. Um, but really I made a full recovery in like high school age and then just through my twenties, I kind of went back into like a disordered eating pattern and just had a really negative relationship with my body and food and just really struggled with food and exercise and body image and finding my worth in Christ. Um, and a lot of things like that. And in the past couple of years, like, I mean, I'm obviously fast forwarding through everything and we can dive deeper later, but past couple of years, I've really found freedom from that and just really found like that beautiful balance of like health without obsession um, in Christ and finding my worth in Christ. So now I'm here to spread the word and my new book about those things. I love it. So your new book, Eat the Cookie. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's the best book title ever. I am obsessed with it. It's so good. Yeah. So I'm pretty open in my platform about my struggles with body image and and all of that kind of stuff. I am naturally curvy. Um, I struggle with like PCOS and all the fun things. And so it definitely used to run my life a hundred percent. But when I got your book, I was so excited to see someone talking about this, like, yes, eat the dang cookie. I just think it's so cool to see a Christian woman stepping into that space and kind of being like, we have to chill out. Yes. Like there, we have to be capable of striking some middle ground. Um, So can you tell us a little more in depth about kind of how God led you to a place where you went from one extreme, you know, hospitalization and, and, you know, possibly not making it to thriving and teaching women how to land more healthily in that. So it's, I mean, it's been like a decade journey. This wasn't like a, you know. I'm better now. I'm like a six Snap your fingers. Now. Right. Yeah, got magical genie. Rub your butt. Like, you know, rub, rub, rub magical. <laughs> it was very much like a process. So like it started, I was very sick when I was 13 and then I got better. And then 
around, I can't remember exact dates, like 1920, um, I was in a relationship and I thought we were going to get married. And then like we broke up and like, you know, a crazy 20 year old, I was like, no, I'm going to die alone and have 10 cats. And this is the end of my mm-hmm. life, you know, at 20, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and then I went back to um, controlling food because I felt like my life was so out of control. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, why God, like why I thought this was the guy for me. Like I was so happy, yada, yada, yada. Um, so that naturally just kind of went back to trying to make my life make sense through something else, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, so then that was like a decade, almost a decade of just struggling and then um, struggling in my marriage because of it. You know, there's tension around going on for date night, not missing mm. the gym when we're going. My husband's like, let's go on a weekend away. I'm like, nope, got to do leg day. Like just a bunch of like struggles with those kinds of things. And then when I was around 27, there was like a, a night where we were having um, my husband's like, let's make Italian tonight. Let's make pasta and like drink wine and like have a Italian night in. And I was like, okay, like carbs and wine and cheese and like all these things that I thought were quote unquote bad. Um, and so like we were making it and I just remember like freaking out in my mind. I was like, this food is going to make me obese in one night. And like all these like ridiculous thoughts that are not true, um, which I now know, but um, so then I purposely, because I was cooking it since I'm a food blogger, I purposefully made the recipe like not work, like I made it wrong so that we didn't have to eat it. Huh. And because I was like, I don't want to do this. This is too scary. And that night I just like went to bed crying and I was like, God, like this can't be my life. Like I was 27. I'm like, I've missed my twenties. Like all my teen years, like I went out with my friends and like I eat, bring chicken and baggies and eat that because I couldn't eat food. And like, I was like, this can't be the rest of my life. Like I just went to bed bawling. And the next day it was very much like God was like, it's time Taylor. Like you have to hit your rock bottom and you have to get tired of your own crap for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, okay, God. So the next day, like I literally quit the gym for a year. Like I started eating like a lot and I gained a bunch of weight, but like my body needed that to be healthy. Yeah. And so that was really like what I needed. And I, and now that's kind of how I got here. Now I'm kind of back into, I'm back into the gym and back into healthy eating, but obviously in a healthy body, healthy soul, healthy mind, and really wanting to help lead women into that uh, peace and freedom too. I love that. I love that you just said I gained a bunch of weight, but it was good. My body yeah. needed that. Like I needed it. Like skinny is not always healthy. Yeah. Oh, that's a word. Right? That's a word. With that, but that's a word. Like, yeah. It's true. I mean, you put, I was, I was talking to one of my girlfriends the other day about, I work out super consistently. I can kick a lot of people's butt in the gym. I I can go and I eat really pretty healthily for my, I uh, struggle with some, some mental illness. And so food has been the easiest. No, that's not true. Has been the most effective way to, yeah. to work with that. Not the easiest, but the most effective. Um, but my body doesn't always show it. My body doesn't always look like my lifestyle does because there are like internal things at play, but I'm a lot healthier than some of the really skinny people that I know. Yeah. You know, I, the skinny is not the indicator. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, she's skinny. She must be super healthy. But like, I lost my period. My bones are breaking down. Like, my hormones were complete. I wasn't sleeping. Like all these negative things. And I was like, I'm healthy. It's like, no, you're not. Right. I love that. I love, it's kind of, it's almost like pulling back the curtain on that industry, right? Because they thrive off of the number of your genes and the number on your scale and what you look like. That would, that's what identifies quote unquote health, which is a word they use way too generally. Yeah. 
so one of the things that you talk about in your book is being capable of being health conscious without being calorie obsessed, (laughs) which you don't see a ton. I feel like it is one or the other. Yep. You know, it's either people eating whatever they want because (laughs) grace and freedom. Yeah. Yep. Or it's people being super obsessive and, and not experiencing any grace or freedom. So talk, talk to us about why that's so important. Cause it's so important. Yeah. I mean, even like in the Bible says like, he's obviously not talking about calories, but like Jesus says like the narrow way, like very few find it, the narrow mm-hmm. path, like, and we can, we can apply that to health and fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think, like you said, yeah, there is grace and freedom, which is good. That's why you have to give yourself grace to eat the cookie. But there's also verses about like, you know, our body's God's temple and just eating cookies and cupcakes and all these things all day because hashtag grace is not fueling our bodies and not treating them like our temple. But also what's really important is having a healthy relationship with food because Mm -hmm. that's a really important part of our spiritual walk too. Because if we're constantly either going to food for, you know, when we're feeling emotional that's turning to food as an idol and that's taking us away from Christ. And then if we're also going to food because we're trying to control it into giving us what we think is going to be a quote unquote perfect body and bring us happiness, that's not true. And that's also an idol and something that's going to pull us away from Christ. So there's this path of walking in that middle where it's like, I'm aware and I'm conscious about what I'm eating. But if I want to go eat a cookie or a brownie, like once in a while, I'm going to do that because it tastes good. And God created all foods as a verse in Matthew or Mark, I can't remember, but it says Jesus declared all foods clean. So mm-hmm. why do we see food as unclean? Like food is just food. And when we're saying it's good or bad or what it makes us bad people, we're giving it too much morality and we're giving it too much power in our lives. Yes, I, I completely agree. I think, so I would say maybe it was probably two-ish years ago when I kind of started to break out of my struggle with food, my weight would vacillate really extremely. I'd be really, really thin and fit or, and gain a bunch of weight, but not like the healthy kind. It was like, I could not find the middle. And what changed it for me was removing those good and bad labels Mm -hmm. from food. That's what did it for me. When certain foods weren't good and certain foods foods weren't bad and they were just food. Mm -hmm. When I was allowed to I am very basic and stereotypical in that, like, the day before I start my period, I want chocolate. Yeah. So I eat some chocolate. Eat the chocolate and just move on with your life. And it's fine. Yeah. It's totally fine. And that's the thing is most women think, like, oh, I just love sugar. I just love food. But it's it's because you have these restrictions around it. Mm -hmm. Like, in real real life, the more you say you can't have something, the more you want it. And it's the same with food. The more you say – this is bad, the more you're going to crave it, the more you're going to maybe binge on it, the more you're going to emotional, emotionally eat it. If all foods are on the playing field, most women think, oh, I eat cookies all day. And maybe you will for like a day. And then you'll be like, this makes me feel really bad. Exactly. And then you want to be like, okay, I don't want these every day. Well, and we have not been taught to trust our bodies. No, heck no. In any, in any capacity, but especially when it comes to food. If we go on vacation, if we go on a road trip and I eat road trip snacks the whole time, I feel like crap. You want a salad when you come home, right? I want water. I want right. a salad. When I right. when we get where we're going, not even when I come home and we're like <laughs> not in the car anymore. I'm like, oh my God, somebody get me a salad. This is oh, the worst. Yeah. Right. And but it's not 
it's listening to your body. And it, a little bit of it has been for me dipping into intuitive eating and learning about that world. Like I was saying with my period, like if I want some chocolate, but when I start my period, I'm going to have like a little chunk of chocolate and then I'm going to move on because I'm not depriving myself of it. Exactly. And not like letting it turn you. It's not, it doesn't turn into a craving. Yeah. You're choosing the craving. It's not choosing you. Exactly. Yeah. I just wanted to pop in really quick and let you know that there are some new designs in the crappy Christian shop. There is general loudmouth for Jesus and habitually controversial. So if you tend to land on that end of the spectrum, like your girl here does, then there's some new swag in the shop just for you. You can find the Krabby Christian Shop at literally krabbychristianshop.com. Another idea that you talk about in Eat the Cookie is, and just for the record, I keep wanting to call it Eat the Dang Cookie. Like, eat the dang I wish cookie. you would call it that. <laughs> um but this idea over progress over perfection mm-hmm. I think this is another really important part of this conversation I know in my personal journey I've hit so many walls because I was more focused on where I was going mm-hmm. instead of where I was or where I had come from you know instead of being able to look at my progress in my relationship with food or even, you know, my progress, the progress and change in my body. I was so fixated on where I wanted to get that I missed it. Yeah. So how do you help women kind of embrace the progress instead of fixating on the, the perfection element? I think it just comes down to like, ultimately realizing that perfection doesn't exist because once we get somewhere, like, when I was the leanest I'd ever been, yeah, I looked amazing. I wasn't healthy, but I looked amazing. I still didn't think I looked good. Like mm-hmm. I wanted more muscle. I wanted to be leaner. And I, I got to the quote unquote weight and body that I thought I wanted, but then I got there and it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. So once we're focusing on perfection, like we don't care how much progress we make because there's never enough progress to make because we're never hitting this unideal thing. So I think it's really looking at like, what do you think that this quote unquote perfect thing is going to bring you? And then realizing how you can still have it in your current body. Like for Mm -hmm. me, I thought, you know, I would be more attractive to my husband and all these things when I was like smaller, but one, I wasn't because he didn't think I looked good. He thought I looked like a little boy. And I also wasn't fun. (laughs) Like I wasn't fun to be around or all these things. So he didn't want to like be with me. So like, I, I have those things in my current body. And even if I was in a bigger body or like, whatever, you have to really realize that the things that you think perfection will bring you, you have right now. You just have to like switch your mindset. Yeah. Wow. That is such a good answer to that question. What do we think the ultimate goal is going to bring us more confidence? Yeah. Or you can have that now or or that it's going to, I mean, I can remember when I first started my like podcasting world journey, thinking that being thinner would make me a better podcaster. You can see me from the shoulders (laughs) up. That actually makes me laugh. Like who, what? <laughs> That's how messed up we can get with this stuff. I'm like, That's you true. literally can't see anything above my shoulders right now. Yeah. No. Don't, nor do you care. No, I wouldn't people are, care. The people that are listening can't see anything. No, nothing. <laughs> right? It's right. ridiculous. But I know that there are people out there, there are people listening who think that they'll 
they'll meet what they want in their career if they just lost a little bit of weight or they'll be happier in their marriage or they'll make better friends or, you know, and it's just, it's those things are attainable right now in Christ. Yeah. They're being so crazy about this stuff. Yeah. I mean, you can't fix an internal war just by losing some weight. No. Like you got to work on the internal war part and get yes. some success in there. It doesn't matter if you're a size double zero or a size 30. Like if you have an issue on the inside, it's not going to go away. No, a hundred percent. I So people who listen know that I got, I got, I had a breast reduction two years ago. I had huge like L's. I had oh, huge gosh. boobs. My back yeah. hurts thinking of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the surgery has already paid for the chiropractor bills. But when I got them done and they started to heal, I was like so disappointed in the way that my body looked because it didn't fix everything. Yeah. Because there's exactly what you're saying. There's always going to be another benchmark. Oh, well now I need to do this. Oh, well now I need to do that. Now I need to get this under control. Instead of being so happy that for the first time in my life, I could buy a a bra at Target. Yep. I was like bummed out that my body didn't look a certain way. And that just goes to show that the the beast is never tamed unless you tame it internally. I was going to say perfection, just a lie that the enemy made up. Like it's not a real thing. And God doesn't call us to that because God is only God is perfect. So he's not Mm. calling us to be perfect because he doesn't want us to be him. Right. Exactly. Yes. I love that. So my last question is one I've kind of started introducing um, into the show for people who were really passionate about their subject, which is most people. If you could take a megaphone to the universe and mm-hmm. tell women one thing about their health and their body image journey and these things that you're super passionate about, what would you want them to not just hear, but know? I think that their worth is not in their weight and that mm-hmm. their weight is the least interesting thing about them. Oh, girl. Like, no one cares about your weight. That's no, that's not, that's not why people like you. That's not why people want to be your friend. They could not care less about the number on the scale, and you really shouldn't either. I mean, if I wouldn't break my microphone by dropping it right now, I would <laughs> drop it for you. I mean, that was your weight is your least. In, it, 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 what did you say? Your least weight interesting thing about yourself? Yeah, is your weight. I think I, I said some, something not that long ago about. I really hope that they don't get up at my funeral and in my eulogy talk about how much I weighed. Right. They're not going to. No, no one cares and no one knows. And right. no one notices. Like, we think that people notice when you gain, like, one pound. But people are too busy worrying about if people think that if people notice that they gain one pound. Like, no exactly. one is looking at us. No. <laughs> no one is paying as much attention to no. yourself as you are. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Well, I love this and I am so excited for your book to come out and get into everybody's hands. Actually, when your episode airs, your book comes out the next day. <gasps> well, so, I know. So tell people where they can find you and follow you and where they can get a hold of your book. Yeah. So you can find me on foodfaithfitness.com is my website. And then for Instagram, which I'm assuming everyone is, it, my Instagram handle is foodfaithfit. And then there's details about the book on Instagram and also on my uh, website. Awesome. Thank you so much, Taylor. This was such a fun conversation. Thank you for having me. I loved it. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? 
That'd be awesome. All right. See you next week. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.